Hello, welcome to another finger. This is a podcast about bringing mindful awareness off of the cushion and into our daily lives. I recommend committing to a daily meditation practice for better physical and mental health. It is amazing what we can learn about ourselves when we are still. Only when still does the water become clear. With the new year upon us, many of us have embarked on the old tradition of setting New Year's resolutions. We do a little inventory on our lives and determine to change what we don't like about ourselves, our behaviors, or environment. We'll try to add that which is missing or subtract that which is useless or harmful in one way or another. In general, I think this self-reflection is a good thing to do, but why limit it to just once a year? Just a quick aside, when I say good and bad, I am being very simplistic and pragmatic, not moralistic. Good refers to that which leads to helpful and pleasant outcomes, and bad refers to that which leads to harmful and unpleasant outcomes. My thoughts on this have been fairly well articulated by Rick Hansen in his book Hardwiring Happiness, which I recommend. So when I say that I think making New Year's resolutions is generally a good thing, I'm stating that it has the potential to affect your life in a helpful way, according to what you've determined to be worthy of change. More on that later. Curiosity led me to run a few searches online, and I found that the most common New Year's resolutions are related to better health, improving personal relationships, getting organized, better time management, experiencing new things, furthering one's education, and balancing finances. I look at this list and can't help but think that these changes could have positive impacts on people's lives, at least those who stick with it. No matter what you do or what goals you set for yourself, I think the important thing is the self-reflection. Being honest with yourself about how you've been living and if it's contributing toward a healthy state of mind and state of being. Also something to consider is how your lifestyle is impacting a greater good, such as your family or community, other living beings, or our great Mother Earth. A resolution to become wealthy per se, no matter the cost to any of the above, may not be a goal worth pursuing. In other words, be mindful and realistic about the goals you set and you just might succeed and feel good about it. Of course, these New Year's resolutions have the reputation of being largely unattainable dreams because people rarely stick with them and therefore they seem pointless to make. I think this is for a few reasons. The new goal is unsustainable or unachievable or perhaps it's something we don't really want to change or know how to change. We get stuck in our habitual ways, even if they aren't good for us, such as eating fast food, drinking alcohol, or driving aggressively. We are creatures of habit. Think about it. We're now a week into the new year. How are you doing with your new goals? How many have you already let slip or given up on? Or... Did you simply shirk off this age-old tradition altogether? 
I tend not to take this tradition too seriously, but that is because I believe this self-examination is important to do daily. This is the result of committing to living a mindful life. I have no illusions about my own ability or inability to do this day to day. Just listen to episode 26 for a prime example of my failure to do so. But it's a commitment to a goal to live mindfully that's important. You may have wondered about what the last two episodes have to do with mindfulness or meditation, and it is this. A steady meditation practice can lead one to daily self-reflection, to living an examined life. So I shared those stories because they illustrate how examining my ideas and behaviors have led me to change the way I do or see things. Occasionally, I will revert back to behaviors or ideas that aren't exactly helpful, but that's okay. Sometimes failure is the very thing we need in order to make progress. In order. In that order. You fail, you learn, you adjust. Another step forward. From an outsider's perspective, this can look like fickleness or a wobbly inconsistency, but it is a commitment to something greater, something unseen. Probably the only constant in my life has been change. To the consternation of some of my closest friends throughout the years, I am not steady, not the same old person I've always been. Some might say unstable because my interests, hobbies, opinions, and behaviors are constantly changing. I'll give you a couple of examples, and I hope you can pardon the sports detour here. I used to be a big fan of the NFL. Growing up, I played football with the neighborhood kids on any patch of grass we could find, then later in organized leagues for four or five years. I loved the game. I had my favorite teams and players and enjoyed the week-to-week drama of the season. Then the off-season drama would commence. It was never-ending. Then ten years or so ago, I saw a viral video possibly taken by a concerned family member of a man watching his favorite team lose. He immediately reacted by ripping his television off the wall and beating it senseless with a baseball bat, confused and scared children crying in the background, all because his team had lost some important game. That single video made me reconsider how I was spending a lot of my time. I certainly didn't want to become that guy. Thank you, that guy, by the way. Your example gave me a lot of my life back. At the time, I was watching nearly every televised game, listening to the podcasts, even letting the outcomes of the games color my mood throughout the week. I was never close to beating my television with a baseball bat, but I was giving this game too much of my short waking life. So after some honest self-reflection, I ditched the habit just to see what life would be like without it. As a result, I left some close friends in the lurch as we had used this weekly drama as a time to bond and heckle one another. A similar thing happened with the NBA. I was a huge Utah Jazz fan, watching nearly every game, sometimes more than 82 in a season if it went well. Then I just stopped, just to try it out. I had reflected on all of the seasons I had watched and forgotten, and asked myself, why? 
Why invest so much time and emotion into something so ephemeral? The sweetness of a victory is fleeting. The emotional roller coaster ride of a good game is easily swallowed up by the next blowout. So I quit and haven't missed a thing. The team is still playing, probably winning some, probably losing some, same as always. Except I now have more time and emotional freedom. Both of these time sucks were part of my identity to varying degrees at different times in my life. I could talk NBA and NFL with anyone and did whenever the opportunity arose. When people who know me learn that I'm no longer participating and ask what happened, I tell them, somewhat jokingly, that I quit sports. I still enjoy an occasional game if I happen upon one. I can still appreciate the athleticism, skill, and ability, a good play call, or defensive strategy, but that's about as far as I let it go. I rarely go out of my way to take in a game and definitely don't let the result impact me more than anyone on the field or court. It's interesting that most fans probably care more than the players or coaches or even the owners of the teams. They all get paid regardless. But we pay them for a result and it kind of hurts when you don't get what you've paid for. Now may be a good time to quit an addiction to sports. It's especially easy if your teams are dreadful. (laughs) Think about winning that ever-elusive title. How much joy will it really bring you? You who did nothing but sit on your couch and watch year after year after year after year. You do, however, have a lot more invested in the team than any of the players or coaches. For this is just a temporary job for them until the next best opportunity arises. Every fan who has seen their favorite player leave the team for a bigger payday knows this pain. So why commit yourself to such a degree? To a lifetime of maybe next years? As I've said many times on this podcast, your time and attention is incredibly precious, not to mention extremely valuable. Just who do you think is paying these players upwards of 30 to $40 million a year? Let me repeat that. 30 to $40 million a year. Try dropping back as a casual fan and see what happens. Let yourself be entertained, but remember that is all it is. You may find that you have a lot more time on your hands, and maybe your family will be joyous to have the extra attention, or maybe not. Perhaps it will free up enough time to get to all of that stuff on the New Year's resolution list. Notice that nowhere on the lists I mentioned, despite the growing popularity of both of these sports, was the goal, dedicating more of my ever-diminishing time on Earth to watching more sports. The more you watch, the harder it is to step away. Classic sunk cost fallacy, which teams bank on. So, whatever changes you decide to make this year, make it count. It doesn't have to be forever. Just see what happens when you try something different. It will likely feel strange at first, letting some different light in. My New Year's resolutions were fairly minimal. I recommitted myself to staying away from abusing intoxicants of any kind, especially cannabis. See again episode 26. 
I'm 11 weeks into my cleanse and feeling better almost every day. I've renewed my commitment to a daily meditation sit and have determined through physical therapy and exercise to building my body back to a healthy enough place to keep up with the little one as she grows and becomes more mobile and physically demanding. I am also rededicating myself to writing daily, whether that be in podcast or journal form. For most of last year, I decided to try the practice of Stoic journaling. This idea seems based on Marcus Aurelius' book, Meditations, which is more or less a publication of his private journal, which was never meant to become a public document, but I'm certainly happy that it was preserved and published. It's become one of my favorite books of wisdom to live by. The idea of Stoic journaling is simply doing what some of us may do at the end of every year when setting resolutions, but doing this nightly. Before bed, review your day and write about the times you fell short of your ideal self. This isn't to beat yourself up or to dwell on the negative, but to examine what went wrong and how and why, then come up with a plan to deal with the situation better next time it arises. It's a way to keep these solutions in your awareness day to day. While doing this, I found a pattern in my failures at the end of each day, but I also found that during the day I actively resisted certain actions or reactions because I did not want to write about them yet again. I also found that when I was stuck in a harmful habit, I wouldn't write at all, thus not even giving myself an opportunity for reflection. This year, after being inspired by the previously mentioned book, Hardwiring Happiness, I've decided not only to continue the stoic journaling, but to include moments of happiness or success from each day. Something as simple as watching the steam rise from my cup as I take a sip of tea in the morning while watching the snow fall gently outside my kitchen window. This is happening this very moment, and it's wonderful. According to the author of the book, Making an effort to be with happy or successful moments for an extended period of time will rewire our brains out of our natural negative bias, which was passed along to us through our ancestors' evolutionary survival skills. We tend to cling to negativity for longer than is useful, while brushing off or not even recognizing or acknowledging the positive. This was useful in times past, as the forgetting of something that could cause harm could cost us our lives. But most of us no longer live in that world. As a result of this mental wiring, we naturally place greater importance on negative or harmful situations. This happens to be the very part of our brain that is being targeted, and here I want to say exploited, by social media and media in general. But I'll save that for another episode. So making a deliberate attempt to focus on accomplishment rather than failure, happy moments rather than sad, or progress rather than regress, we can begin to rewire our brains to rest in a positive, happy state. If we stop for a moment to consider all we have to be grateful for, the list will go on and on and on. When we consider our grievances, we may have a few valid ones, but how are they truly impacting our lives this very moment? If we choose to dwell on them, they do double damage, hurting us the first time, then also again and again, 
as we conjure those feelings time after time. Or we can let these things help us grow and evolve or forgive. Don't get hit by the second arrow, is a common phrase in Buddhism to illustrate this tendency to dwell on what harms us. We'll all get hit, feel it, do what you can to deal with it in the moment, then get out of its way. Anyways, I've decided to give this positive focus a try, just to see what happens, alongside my stoic journaling, in an attempt to achieve a sort of balance. I hope to be able to recognize the things I can change for the better, while also recognizing and being with all the happy or positive moments in my life, no matter how minuscule, for just a bit longer than I normally would. My goal is to exist in a centered, undisturbed mind, not necessarily colored one way or another. I wish for a mind of peace at rest this year, and I hope that you find this in the new year as well. Stay mindful, my friends. Quickly, there are still eight mala left on the site. I renamed the shop tab to donate, so check out the website anotherfinger.com and click the donate tab to receive a handmade mala for your donation. Also, I will put a direct link in the show notes below. Thank you to those of you who have donated your time or money or skills to helping me with this podcast. I truly appreciate it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, enjoy.